everybody. Welcome to another episode of Death Stuff. Death Stuff! (laughs) Mika has returned to us uh, this episode. He was busy last time, so he wasn't able to join us, but he is back. So hi, Mika. Back with a vengeance. (laughs) The bitch is back. Um, (laughs) So today we are joined by a very special guest who is a friend of mine. No, definitely not Mika. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, so Debbie is a friend of mine that I have now met through social media very recently uh, we do have some mutual friends and that's kind of how we started talking but we instantly just hit it off and um, yeah she's lovely and I'm really excited that she's with us today hi hi <laughs> thank you for such a lovely warm welcome I'll share the spotlight with you Mika that's okay thank you <laughs> I'll allow this for one okay. episode <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. So the topic today is um, tarot specifically. But before we get to that, I just wanted to kind of touch on the whole witchcraft in general side of things. And you um, class yourself as a green witch. So I was just wondering, what does that mean? And how does that differ from other types of witchcraft? Because I know there's so many different, um, you know, different types. Yeah. Um, when And this is a really good question. And I won't go into the details of every single one, but there are there is one that I did find worth mentioning, but I'll start with what a green witch is. So a green witch has three main goals, which is healing, harmony, and balance with the earth and with humanity, and of course, with yourself. So when you're a green witch, you can also have the freedom to define yourself a bit more. Um, We don't have any constructs um, aside from really those three goals. Um, For me, my practice today is actually just about being devoted to the divine feminine. And I honor the goddess and the God, but also the goddess within me and without, of course. So what exists outside of me? Um, I, my choice is to work with the faces of the moon um, nature, so the changing of the seasons, which is also known as the wheel of the year. And uh, in my daily practice, I use ritual or spellcraft for empowerment, so setting intentions and manifestation. Um, and I use the tarot, of course, for self guidance for myself and for helping people find clarity to like difficult questions in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most recent thing I'm doing now is I've learned Reiki, the first level. And so I'm learning to use breath work and meditation to incorporate that also into my practice. That's really cool. I um, think I just thing- fell in love. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, that sounds so nice. How, how yeah. <laughs> and I've, I'm careful also not to use too much of this like woman power or feminine power or the like, feminine empowerment. This is definitely one of the things. But magic to me or witchery is sex or genderless genderless it doesn't like so when I do a shout out to the people who follow me on my account I never say like hey witchy babes or something (laughs) you know you definitely start though because I love that (laughs) oh do you okay then maybe I should (laughs) just for you Mika um I was gonna say like one of the things that I like about the occult and witchcraft personally I'm by no means an expert but I do dabble and I guess I don't align myself with any religion but I'm into chaos magic um but one thing that I 
constantly found over the years. I, I Basically, when I was like 12, I watched The Craft and was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. So from there, you go into Wicca and then, you know, you start to read more and it's not just about that. There are so many different other things. So the main thing that I kept coming across was it doesn't have to be a regimented, I do this and I only do that. You can take exactly. from here and go from there and just see what works for you. Yeah. And that's what I really liked about it. And one of the things that I found, well, just in general over time, have found quite overwhelming is when you do your interest is piqued by something that you find, you then start reading all of these things and you're like, okay, now I have to be an expert and I have to study this and I have to go through that. But actually it's not about that. But I guess it's no. personal as well. So maybe it is for some people. Yes. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I like about witchcraft. Yeah. And I mean, the, that's that's kind of the thing what I like the, the best about it is you can really just pick and pull from what fits to you and your personality and your lifestyle and the way you are. And there's often this pressure that we like, we have to be something. We have to know everything. I know. Am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah. Yeah, Fuck yeah. <laughs> I know shit about astrology. Just put it out there. I know nothing. I mean, yeah. Okay. I know some basics, but this, this feeling that's like, I need to know astrology. I need to know numerology. I need to know, just pick what you're drawn to and focus on it. And for me, that was tarot. I focus on tarot. This is what, you know? So yeah, that's surely I the think, point as well. Like, I guess like the feeling of pressure of like needing to be perfect in each and everything is like, that's unnatural to, I guess what you're already saying about the harmony and health aspects of what you do is that the harmony comes from you just finding the balance. Like this is what I like and that's yeah. fine. And um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just riffing off what you're saying there, but um, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, and but also, this you make this is good for you to say this because this construct of us having to be perfect all the time. This is coming from like capitalistic narratives, right? Like you have to be better, you have to constantly produce, and you have to put everything out there and go, go, go. And this, I mean, <laughs> it's like exactly the opposite of what this is. Mm. So, and um, you talked about Wicca a little bit and um this is a really good topic because I also started Wicca because when I Wiccan as Wiccan because I was young and I didn't know where to start and I would go into bookshops or just talk with people and everyone kind of pushed me in that direction which is fine and I'm not going to throw any shade on anybody who practices Wicca or believes in Wicca my only thing would be check out the 161 laws that Gardner created created in the 50s and you will be amazed. It is so riddled with misogyny. I can't oh, even wow. like, I, I can't even think about Wicca anymore. And I didn't, I don't think I, did I write anything here about it? I just said that you should look into it. So if you Google like 161 um, Wiccan laws, and I think the fourth one, like right from the beginning is, is basically the high priestess will, the, or the, um, the God will give the high priestess his power and the, okay. God, the high priestess can uh, choose who she sees fit to be the high priest. Um, and he will be there at her feet but the goddess or the, sorry, but the, um, the high priestess must always remember that the power is being lent to her from the God. So it's not her power. It's wow. coming from uh, the male deity. 
And it just goes through all like ageism, sexism, homophobia. There's also a part in it. It says um, a man and a woman can study together the Wiccan craft. And so the man can be a teacher. The woman can be a teacher, but the, the student has to be the opposite sex. Because right, okay. There might be a fondness growing together. So if so, they say no man, man, no woman, woman. And this is wow. somewhere towards like the end of the Wiccan laws. And really, when when you read this, it's it's shocking. That um, that really throws Buffy upside down, doesn't it? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Willow was breaking all the laws there. No, Tara, Tara and Willow were both Wiccans, weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> naughty Wiccans. Oopsie. <laughs> So yeah. I, the other question I wanted to ask you really was like, what what drew you to witchcraft? Like, where did it all begin for you? Where was the moment that you knew like, this is this is something that I want to pursue and this is like a bit of me? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this too and I talked a bit about it in my podcast, but it, I was quite young. I was probably 14 and um, we, like the group of kids that I was hanging out with, we were little bit crazy and so we would make our DIY Ouija boards and we would play with Ouija boards and stuff like this and um, we would contact spirits and so this is sort of like my first taste of what it was like. Um, we had a really bad experience with a Ouija board which basically like ended it for me and I didn't touch one again um, but we would also we would do this it's <laughs> It's a bit weird, but it's we would call it the fainting game. And you press on your windpipe to knock yourself out. So you would lie there. Somebody else would press on your windpipe. You would black out and have sort of an, an out-of-body experience. And this, this is like the most effed up thing for high school students to be doing. But this was sort of my first taste I guess at what was really happening out there that is disconnected from our physical body yeah <laughs> I saw Mika's eyes when you said about the game, Mika's eyes yeah. lit up and he was like I want to do that no there's, I, I was just thinking about the circumstances where I've lost consciousness um, <laughs> and, um I mean I've definitely seen that I've witnessed that yeah, firsthand that's, in a forest uh, yeah rave. the forest definitely <laughs> Upside down on a slide in a park. Um, oh, wow. That sounds yeah, a bit supernatural. Yeah, <laughs> I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely are. A bit it felt supernatural anyway at the time. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's funny um, because, like, just talking about those experiences like, like that and then how has that always, like, from, like, a teenage school kind of time, have, has that been the, the journey you've, you've followed since then or, like, Pushing on people's windpipes. No, <laughs> like but following following witchcraft and stuff. Did, did, yeah, I think because for me, this was just so unexplainable. My father was also very spiritual, so and he believed in something else um, that was also a bit about astral projection and stuff like this, which I also was like, huh? Um, but I had a, a tarot card gifted to me, like a tarot set was a tarot deck was gifted to me. And this was my first experience with this. And I was about 16 by this point. So I'd already been, you know, experimenting with Ouija and ghosts and talking ghost stories and kind of interested, but still not having really 
um, the capacity to understand what was going on. And then I had this tarot deck and I got into it and I got freaked out because there's like the death card and there's a tower card and there's like a building on fire and the, and, um, the devil card and all these hard cards, all these really dark cards. And I just figured because I was only going on, you know, the very little information that I had that what I was doing was maybe dark and maybe I shouldn't be doing it. And I was going to be getting myself into some trouble. I think that's a, probably a stereotype that's pushed by, you know, like Abrahamic religions, uh, Christianity, Catholicism, stuff like that, because they're afraid of people finding enlightenment or, anything that doesn't involve the church and their financial gain. That's well, my opinion yes. anyway. Yeah, it's all about the power coming from within, isn't it? And it's, yes. um, so as soon as you have your own power, then you can't be touched by anyone. And I think that's like really scary. And yeah. you're like, we're learning constantly to do that. And, but yeah, I, I want more power. <laughs> <laughs> want to be You rich. have it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, witchery or which I call it witchery I mean it is also called that but I just call it that just because I find that the word witchcraft still can have this I see people kind of you know they kind of cringe to the side or they have like a flash of a look across their face when you use the word witchcraft so it still has this sort of negative attachment to it Mm. so I like to and it's because you know people yeah, people want to hide it because they're ashamed or they have, the, there's like this stigma around witchcraft or witchery that it is an evil thing, but it's just not. And so I always like to tell people the definition, in my opinion, of a modern witch today is anyone, gender aside, who uses their intuition to set intentions and attract abundance in their life. So you yeah. use your higher power, like you said, Mika, you use your higher power to evolve and do good. Um, and this is also, you have a healthy ego, so you can be authentic. You have um, a good belief system, but it's a belief system or structures that uplift you and uplift the people around you. This what? is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is so, I just feel like it's just a very serendipitous um conversation we're having now like yes me and Bonnie are both at a stage in our like lives where we've both started doing our own thing and like learning about ourselves and you know like pursuing like like we say our it sounds so like pursuing our inner power and I'm just like I'm I'm finally starting to realize that like what you're saying like you can build from within to manifest things to come back to you but also yeah. to help others. And actually, it's just really funny that we should meet, like, via this internet medium at this sort of time. It's um, Yeah. But I, I wonder if this is too, I feel a bit like the, the, the um, circumstances with COVID and isolation and this longing to connect with people. And this is, I always think social media is a bit of, um, um, oh, what's the word? What am I, it's, 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 it's not good. I find it not constructive because I can find it. I find it can be also quite damaging, but I also think in the, at the moment, this is a big blessing because this is the only way that we can connect. Mm, and if this yeah. is a way that we can find community and be there for each other, then take advantage of it at the moment, I think. 
Yeah, I think the thing with social media is that there's one aspect, which is the performative. I'm so happy. Here's all my selfies and whatever. You know what? Take a selfie if it makes you feel good. I used to take them all the time, um, but I was miserable. Um, But I'm not saying everyone that does is miserable. Just do whatever makes you happy. But there is this aspect of it where it's like, I need to prove my worth. I need to show other people that I'm I'm really secure and living this best life. And I know from my own experience that when I've done that, that the opposite has been true. But then the other side of it is that it connects people. You and I, for instance, like we never would have met otherwise. And though weirdly, we do have mutual friends from years ago and just crazy shit. But yeah, it's been an instrumental tool during this whole um horrible shit that everybody's having to deal with um and hopefully you know when we come out of this people will still continue to use it in that way rather than the whole performative like influencer yeah. type deal but yeah. yeah um i mean like sorry i was just jump on that no, point on. But like you know like we've come to a pandemic at the precise time where more people than ever are able to actually communicate via video or or you know whatsapp and things like that so it's 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 not great but it's it's better than not being able to see each other's faces so yeah yeah, yeah. sorry it's, it's really talk. depressing it's good to talk <laughs> <laughs> no i've um... told me <laughs> i wish i could i am um, the last couple of nights i've made an effort to speak to a different friend every night that I haven't spoken to for quite a while. And it's just been such a nice experience, like catch up with people. (laughs) She's just been sat in silence speaking to no one then. (laughs) Well, I have been sat in silence, but I've been like frantically (laughs) typing like that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's... I think that's lovely. Thank you. And fuck you, Mika. (laughs) (laughs) I think think it's funny when you like message someone like, LOL, but you're just sat there like that. (laughs) (laughs) laughing my ass off (laughs) (laughs) spilling my guts with laughter (laughs) so um i guess we should delve into the subject of tarot so i have a couple of decks but i i'm you know I'm not an expert at all. I have books that I refer to if I ever kind of try to do readings for myself or other people. I've always found that it's been scarily accurate. Um, So I'm... Always. Yeah. I mean, I'm a complete believer. Um, But let's let's go with the understanding that Mika and I know nothing about it. If somebody... If you had to describe what tarot actually is to somebody, how would you... How would you put it? Okay. I would say that tarot, and I'm going to really sell it now, tarot is an amazing, practical, and mystical tool for intuitive reasoning to help guide us when there are tough decisions to make. So we get some clarity if we feel lost. It gives us some affirmation when we want to be sure that we're actually on the right path. So in your cases, what you're doing with your careers, with your projects, everything that you're doing, are you on the right path? And what other prompts or messages can tarot give you to kind of help you continue to reach your goal? Um, but the other thing, what I think is really important is that it helps us, uh, it, it, it allows us to connect to ourselves. And so when we have to do work on ourselves, especially like shadow work, um, I find for me, it's a bit like therapy. So it's, a, it's like a self-care tool in a way. So when I... 
I could do a daily card reading just to kind of check in with myself, which is actually a good tip for people who are learning to work with the tarot because there's 78 cards in the deck. I mean, you can't just memorize them like this. You need to have some kind of trick, but a really good way to sort of get yourself started is pull a card every day, have it sitting out, look at it all the time and see how you can apply the message of that card to your entire day. And then you'll kind of get it stuck in your head, you know? Yeah, because um, you've got something to reference to and yeah. remember that way. Yeah, but that's that's what I say. It's really, it's it's about self-care. It's about connecting with yourself, connecting with the world around you, connecting with people around you. I suppose One it's thing, like uh, a bit, well, it's kind of like mindfulness, isn't it? Like, I suppose if you're having yeah. to interpret something, it's like it's bringing you out of yourself and into like the now. So, um, what can I just ask a question? Sorry, Bonnie. Um, what you, you mentioned shadow work. What do yeah. you mean by that? Um, I mean, I've heard other people use this expression, and when I use it, I mean, <clears throat> okay, so. <clears throat> Difficulties from your past, perhaps, that keep coming up in the present that are stopping you from, from reaching your goals. So, so like triggers, post-traumatic stress, something like this. So when you have, like, if, if <clears throat> I'll just talk about myself for a second. So I have um, an inner saboteur with a very loud voice. And I need to tell that bitch to shut up a lot. So, <laughs> so this is like my shadow work. So my shadow yeah. work is finding a way to turn that voice off. That voice okay. that tells me, you can't do it. You're never going to make it. You're not good enough. People are, people, they're all going to laugh at you. You know, like it's. So it's kind of like, is it like the shadow is your own shadow that like you're trying to. Like your inner demons. Right, okay. Yeah. okay. yeah, like your inner demons. It's like, for, for an example, a good card from the tarot deck about this is the devil. Because the devil is about our inner demons. And do we let them win? You know, do we confront them and face them? Or do we let them take over and stand in our own way? It's like when we stand in our own way of success. And this is something I'm like constantly working on all the goddamn time. Yeah, and they're, they're so insidious as well. That's the thing. Like those, they're not like, oh, today I'm gonna feel a certain way. It's like it just slowly creeps in. So it's it's, yeah. it's interesting. I feel like you're the best motivational speaker I've ever like <laughs> ever met. I'm feeling like, yeah, I want to go and nice do stuff. Part of the cult now. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh wait, it's a cult. Oh shit. <laughs> um, I did have up. one question actually because you said that it's kind of like a therapy tool so I'm just wondering when you're reading cards for other people that's quite a cathartic experience for them does that yeah. affect you emotionally like do you take on other people's emotions during that process sometimes I do actually and with the with the Reiki I've learned actually sort of how to um, cut ties so when I go into something I know how to um, sort of psychically pr protect myself which might sound like super um hippy dippy shit no, but not at all. like I have this <laughs> I have this way that I can 
protect myself. And then when the session is over, I can cut this, this energy tie to this other person. But what I will tell you is I did a reading for a woman <clears throat> at the beginning of January. And when I do readings, I do a cold reading. So that means I don't want to know your question. I just will read the cards, tell you about them. We talk about it. I like to also have a discussion with the other person so we can really have a dialogue about what we're looking at and the symbol uh, symbolism. And if they want to tell me their question, they can tell me at the end. If this is if they feel that this might help me or help them understand the cards a bit more because I know the cards, but they don't. So it can still be confusing. And this woman, when she told me her question and she was telling me why she wanted the reading and why she felt compelled to book with me, her story that she told me, like, brought me to tears. And I'm not just saying that for shits and giggles. Like, I really mean she moved me so much with what she was telling me that I was, I just, I started to cry. I was crying with her because I could see how much the cards had helped her and how much they had pushed her in the direction that she already, this is the other thing. Most people already know what they have to do, but then when they get a tower reading, they see, and this is good because and it's like validity. They see, oh my God. Okay. So all of the things I've been thinking, I'm not crazy. Yeah. This all is for real. This is happening. And, and I was right. And I need to do this. And it's, so it's really, when you see someone connect, when you can connect with someone in that way, when you're reading the tarot, yeah, it's super emotional. That is, that's, it's just so wonderful. And it's just like, I'm just smiling the whole way through that. And um, <laughs> there's some, some stuff that you've like brought up. And I know, I know this is nothing like that, but <laughs> I'm just constantly thinking back to when I was makeup artist. Right. And I know that's like, but you're like you're with someone, you're sat there for an hour and it's and it's like we always say it's like therapy, like getting your hair done or getting your makeup done because they like they put their energy on you for so long. Yeah. Like I would I would never know how to cut that off. So you just feel like if someone's like having a bad day, like that energy just they just suck it right out of you, you know. And yeah. we, you, you said cut ties, but we used to step out of our box. That's like what <laughs> they used to like our trainers would say now step out of your box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah it's funny how things like that like relate yes but that's great because I mean so I I worked for MAC Cosmetics for a short oh, while no way where yeah, <laughs> in in Berlin at the oh course. right okay yeah but uh, I get this because you are constantly talking and they're you're you're they're feeding off of your energy and some people really especially in retail they just want even more so yeah. these little rituals that you create for yourself, because really that's what it is. You create a ritual that gives you some kind of symbolic disconnect from that person. And that's perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that you've like become a green witch after working in Mac <laughs> <laughs> in Berlin. That must have been cool. Yeah, that was interesting. I used to work for Ila, Ila Masca, Um So you've heard of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, they've, gone, they've gone a bit downhill. Moving since, on. Since Mika left, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, mm. <laughs> So, um, <clears throat> I guess um, another thing that I want to talk about was like certain decks, and there are so many out there, and there's so much to choose from. Actually, one thing I wanted to ask was is this like 
a common misconception or is this actually true that you should never buy yourself a deck you should always be gifted one I love this topic I have a list here of common misconceptions. <laughs> so if you want, we can get into that next. Let's this is, do um, it. Let's yeah, do it. Because, because I have also heard that. This was one, like everyone's like, no, never buy your own deck. It has to be a gift. Just That's just a big bag of poo. Just, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> if you see a deck and you want it, buy yourself a present every day. I mean, that's what... Agent Dale Cooper used to say in Twin Peaks, oh if you if you watch Twin Peaks, I don't know. But yeah. it's um, just, you do not need to have a tarot deck gifted to you. You can buy it. Buy That's, yourself a present every day. Yes. That should Doesn't be matter. like oh, yeah. the, the line for this, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be get yourself a tarot reading every day. Yeah. <laughs> That's still a present, right? Yeah, definitely. Um... I have I have seven. I have hey, seven. Let's do it. Um, tarot is a tool of the devil. No, as we already talked about this, it's uh, you know the only way. Like we talked about the devil and the effects of the devil, your inner demons or whatever. But it's for me, I think it's no. It's a it's a way to communicate to your deeper self. So when we are talking also shadow side, like like you said, Bonita, the it's the shadow side are your inner demons and it is your deepest self. So this is going deep down into these dark places that you need to work on. Um, There are no evil cards. Uh, There are hard cards, but these are, these are actually my favorite cards to get in a reading because these are the ones that kind of slap you in the face and say, wake up. Yeah. I I watched you doing a reading yesterday on Instagram live and the girl that you're reading for got a difficult card. But at the time, I did message you about this for the listeners. Um, and say that I it really helped me, actually, because it was just before I was about to record the last episode that we did last night. And it was the first time that we'd interviewed anybody. My stand-in coast, I'd never um, done an episode with him. And I was working myself up all day. And I just had this voice inside my head just being like, you're going to fuck it up. It's going to be awful. There's going to be no flow. You're not going to be funny. No one's going to like your stories. It's going to be boring, blah, 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 blah. And I was just, just building this up all day. And I was thinking, how do I get out of this? Like, I, need, I maybe I should cancel it. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Um, but then I watched your live because it was just before I was about to start. And I was like, oh, I'll quickly have a look. And yeah, like I really related to the card, which was, I can't remember exactly which card it was. It's like it was nine the nine of swords. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like, well, your definition was, uh, or explanation was, you know, it's about that, that inner voice telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that. And you need to accept that that's bullshit and you can do whatever you want to do. And in that moment, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And I was like, right, I'm going to go do this podcast and it's going to be fucking awesome. And it was. Yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, do you have any other myths that we can debunk? Yes. Um, that you need to be psychic to read. No, I'm not psychic. I'm not psychic. I'm not a medium. I'm not clairvoyant. I'm nothing. I'm just a... But on that, yeah. you have to... or you sh- I get, I'm assuming, I don't know, isn't there some level of intuition that you yeah. need? And does... Is there because I feel like that I I I can I have premonitions 
I'm in a very intuitive, but I don't think that makes me psychic, but are they different? Are they, do you know what I mean? Like it being yeah. able to interpret and read things and be intuitive like that and emotional and empathetic mm. to me is witchery. <laughs> um, that would be like, because I always say that I'm, I'm kind of like a witch. I feel like a witch, but I mean, I don't practice anything, but because then you're a witch, you if you are... want to be a witch. Huh? You can no. join my coven, Nika. <laughs> Yay, I want to be in a coven. Yeah, you can be in my coven. <laughs> You're asking oh. for trouble. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. It's okay, we always need a little excitement, you know. <laughs> get serious all the time. I'm actually not interesting. very exciting. Go on. <laughs> I was going to say it's interesting that we talk about, like, different levels of intuitiveness and, like, being psychic or people identify as mediums or there are all these different types of things but I have always had something and I don't know what it is but I you know I I have dreams that happen and like weird feelings and I think it's about tuning into that and listening and learning to actually identify um, when you're getting these kind of weird messages come through. Um, but I would by no means say that I'm a psychic or I'm a medium because I'm not. But, you know, I yes, I see ghosts and I see weird shit and I get weird feelings and I have premonitions and whatever. But I can see Mika laughing. It's only because you sound a, a very like, good witch. No. <laughs> <laughs> you sound a bit like Cartman. Yeah, I take drugs and I kill people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can float on water and turn upside down, but I'm not a witch. I am Jesus Christ, okay? <laughs> Oh my God. No, but <laughs> what you're saying is it told it's true. You know, we all have our own level of intuition and going back to shadow work is um, when you do your shadow work and you're connecting with yourself, you are connecting to your intuition. So the more you know yourself and the more work you do on yourself for personal development or evolution or whatever, if you've had trauma in your past and you're working on yourself, Every time you take a step forward, you are strengthening your intuition. So, you know, and of course, this is also because of life experience, right? So the more experience you have in life, good and bad, this always builds up who you are. You never be ashamed of what your past was because you needed to go through that to be the person you are today, right? Mm -hmm. And this is building your confidence with yourself and your connection to your intuition. Yeah, I love that. I think my my experience over the years with magic and particularly, as I said, chaos magic, I found that the further I delve into it, the more starts to happen. And I've got a friend who's actually my tattooist. Um, I always have these long conversations about the occult with him when I get tattooed. He's awesome. Scott move. Hi, Scott. Um but he was saying the same thing. And, you know, the more you think about it, you see all these kind of um, events happening. And then you're not sure if you're manifesting that because you want to see it or it's the brain tricking you. And you can almost um, induce this kind of like self-psychosis is actually a thing. Um, but I'm not saying that's what I've experienced at all. But I've found things get very scary very quickly. But that's because I think I'm just naturally drawn to like the darker side of stuff um 
but yeah, I've had some crazy shit happen and then I've had to kind of like take a step back because it's been a bit too much. I won't, well, maybe I should go into the story, but I once had a really, um, a very vivid and horrible dream. Um, this was during one of my kind of like periods of getting really, really into magic. And in my dream, I was in the bath and sometimes I will have a bath and put like candles and crystals and just have like my meditative meditative kind of, you know, trying to chillax type thing. So it was like a real scenario that's happening in my dream. And it was the most lucid dream I've ever had. So I was like, this feels very, very real. But I know that I'm asleep, but this dream is still real. And this kind of like dark entity came to me. There was lots of smoke and shadows and this entity was basically trying to get me to make a pact with him and he would give me all this um, magical knowledge. But in exchange, I had to basically sacrifice myself and be like, I give you my soul now. So I was repeating the, the mantra that he was telling me to say. And I got so freaked out because I was fully aware that I was dreaming. Um, but as I say, like it felt real. So I woke myself up because I was like, I can't go into this because once I do it, there's no turning back. So that's the worst experience that I've had with magic. You know and what, it really freaked me out. Do you know what you were saying? Yes, but it sounds really cheesy. That's okay. <laughs> so I had to just say over and over and over again, devil take me now, devil take me now, devil take me now, over and over and over again. Um, and I don't even believe in the devil. Um, so I don't know where that came from. But I was very aware of like this male um, presence. Maybe it was Pan. Who knows? <laughs> That's really horrible and scary. Yeah, it um, was scary. And I don't... I don't know... I don't purposefully go towards dark stuff. I'm just interested in it. And I don't think anything magical that I've ever practiced myself has been dark because I would never try and do anything to harm anybody. It's always about, like, nature and thanking you know, the earth and all that kind of stuff and wanting good for other people and myself and more about kind of protection and stuff like that. So it was surprising that my brain went there, but at the same time, I, I am interested in the darker stuff as well. So maybe that was why that happened. Or maybe I just need some medication. because. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting though, because if you think in, it's usually the devil is always thought to be the one that makes all the promises and you have a choice. And it's also the same with the devil and the tarot deck. You have a choice to either go left or right. So you're given a choice whether you're going to do it or not, but it always seems to be the devil who's giving this like, I don't know, like a false sense of security or something that, you know, when you do what I say, or, you know, you give me your soul, I will bestow upon you all of your, all of the wishes, like all of everything you've ever desired, you know, and um, I don't know anything about chaos magic, to be honest. So I don't, I don't know, but maybe there's just like a part of you that's drawn. Yeah, obviously it's clear. Something about it is draws you to one side. I don't think that there's anything bad with that. I mean, I do, I have talked a bit about, um, I call it light and dark magic because I don't like to use the words white and black, because I think that this has like a little bit of a racist sort of connection to it. Yeah. Um, because when people talk about black magic, of course they say, 
black is evil and black magic, this term is coming a lot from um, African folklore or uh, folk magic. So hoodoo, voodoo. And so anything that was, you know, other was black or dark or evil or something. This is, you know, so chaos magic, I don't know what it is, but um, I just know the difference between like light magic or dark magic is light magic is, yeah, to empower and to do positive work and dark magic is to do work purely for narcissistic reasons. Yeah. Have you, just out of interest, have you ever come across somebody that's like really into dark magic and have you witnessed that? I have, I have a friend back home who, um, who was practicing it, but I never really did something with him. So I don't really know. And him as, as, as a individual was, was very normal. Like he was normal. He didn't seem strange or weird and he didn't do anything bad. So or he wasn't like rich or anything. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> no. no. Yeah. See, it didn't really work then, did it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it didn't. You're right. No. Yeah. <laughs> he did something like, wrong. <laughs> I'll sell my soul for money. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, I had a friend. So this is like a secondhand story, but it was a friend of a friend who, when they were in uni, they got into magic, and his mate got into some dark shit. So my friend was like, "Nope, this is getting too weird for me. I don't like it." And his friend ended up doing something. And somebody died. Like it was just oh. the story that I can't remember it because years ago. But yeah, somebody died, and I don't know if that's like real or not, or just unfortunate. Crazy, but it's just a bit scary. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I've never. I mean, I was part of a coven with a group of friends. We started something, and it was I don't know, maybe like six or seven of us or something. Um, but I mean nothing really got weird. The the only thing, the reason why we split up is because one of the women in the group just started being really kind of like a little Hitler. And she was just like really directing everything in the way that she wanted it. And it was just getting a bit uncomfortable for everybody. And she really wanted to control everything. Um, So it just, it ended um, quite quickly, actually. And I realized that maybe that's not for me, which is why I'm a solitary practitioner. So, I mean, I say, yeah, please, Mika, Bonita, join my coven. So it's different for me now because for me, I mean, I'm also probably like 20 years older than I was when I did this coven before. This is where we, this is where Bonnie, we join her coven and then we realize that she was the Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you, you would turn into one, Mika, actually, but okay. <laughs> I'm actually too susceptible. I would just be like swept up with lots of things. Would you, Mika? Would you actually like seriously ever consider trying magic in any capacity? Because it feels like a lot yeah. of it resonates with you. So yeah, it does. Um, I, I mean, obviously, like throughout our friendship, we've always like we both like the darker side, and you know, we're we're kind of into like uh, the supernatural and. <clears throat> that kind of thing it's just that I never I, I I don't really ever I don't know yeah I, I think I would but I've never met I've never met a witch oh yeah, now, bitch. yeah. <laughs> now you, you remind me of Alana from uh Broad City in the way that she's like yes empowerment except you're a witch <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like the best combination of things. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I would tell fan. you. Yeah. No, I'm. <laughs> you can what be my you... assistant. Amazing. <laughs> uh, what were you going to tell us? Um, I was just going to say that if you're interested, um, tomorrow is a new moon, and I always do live ritual on Instagram. Tomorrow will be at eight o'clock, so I guess that's nineteen for you. But um, the new moon is nice, and this might be interesting for you because the the new moon is also connected to the dark moon, and so this is when you can do um, shadow work, or you do work with detachment, or or banishing rituals, or protection rituals, rituals for letting shit go. So I've um, I've created a nice little ritual for tomorrow night. So for our and listeners, then- that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> but yeah, please join me. Um, and um, yeah, because then you'll get us you'll get to see the sort of shadow side of the work because I don't think that I just do light magic. It's not that. There is the dark side to it. It's just I don't do anything that's manipulative. Yeah. Or self-serving. I am um, well, um <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Bon- Bonnie mentioned earlier that you might be willing to do a card for yes. us. Is that still a thing? I was pulling out. I was pulling some of my cards out as we were chatting because really? um, I thought it might be fun to um, tell you what your spirit card is. Okay. What? In, okay. So for someone that has no understanding, what what would a spirit card be? And okay. Like, so your spirit card is based on the numerology of your birthday. And um, it's the card in the major arcana that is assigned to you from birth until you die. So it is your um, it is your card to take with you. It could be even that you don't even resonate with the card yet. Maybe you have to grow into it. But the message of this card is something that you should pay attention to because it is going to help you connect to yourself. So, for example... My spirit card is a hierophant, and I will tell you, I have fucking hated that card since day one. I had no connection to this card at all, and when I found out that my spirit card was a hierophant, I was like, nope, let's add that again. <laughs> I think I added it on my birthday oh, like three or four times, and I was just like, God damn it. But the hierophant is the mentor or the teacher, the guide between spirit and people, and what am I doing now? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And so, You've grown into it. Yes. Yeah. So How annoying, kind of, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn cards know, being right. Be like my priestess or something. <laughs> that's like, that's going to be me. <laughs> okay, yeah, you'll be a so, devil. So yeah, so that's that's what it is. I just have to get my calculator here. Cool. So who yeah. wants to go first? Bonnie, you should go first because no, you go, for, you go first. Okay. You go first. Well. Listeners, just get ready to listen to a 35-year-old man cry. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. What do you need? I need your uh, your birthday with the year included. Okay, so it's uh, the 7th of September, 1985. And then she's like, and can I have the first line of your address? <laughs> <laughs> and the long number on the front of the telephone, please. <laughs> I can see you are Poe. <laughs> okay, so, whoops. 
So you are, so when I add all of the numbers together, you are 39, but there aren't 39 cards in the deck. So I have to add three plus nine is what is that? 12? Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Had to do a little bit of math there. So, well, you've got a nice card. Oh, you've got a real, okay, wait, I just have to go through my cards to find it so that you can um, see what it looks like. I think you're going to love it. It's going to appeal to your dark side. Okay. Mm. So you are the hanged one. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Look at that, baby. Isn't that awesome? I love that. Okay. It's so good. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, bats are amazing. But what's interesting about this, of course, is everyone thinks, it's, it's, again, this is someone, this is a card that people think, oh, this is a dark card. This is a hard card, the hanged one. And when you look at the, um, the, the, um, oh my gosh, the Waitsmith Smith, uh, tarot card, it's, um, a man who's hanging upside down from his ankle mm -hmm. with, with one leg bent. So it actually looks like an upside down four. So it doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. doesn't look good. And this one, of course, nobody, the listeners can't see it, but I used the, uh, the Wild Unknown Tarot from Kim Kranz, and it's a picture of a bat with beady red eyes hang, <laughs> hanging from a branch in the dark. And the thing about, <laughs> do you have beady red eyes? I can't really tell from here. Oh, I, I, I mean, they're beady, definitely. <laughs> I can <laughs> confirm they are beady and red. Beady okay. Beady eyes. <laughs> So the hanged one is telling you to learn to let go. So you have to, because this is, this card is about self-sacrifice. You're letting everything go. You're self-sacrificing yourself for the greater good. Um, so for example, if I have to like make a, a parallel, like Jesus, Jesus hung on the cross for the people, right? Odin was hung from a tree. The same thing. He was sacrificing himself so that the people could um, have a better life. But the other thing that I like about this is, um, is he hanging upside down? Because actually that's kind of his reality. This is normal for him or mm -hmm. her. We see this as upside down. So if you turn it this way, to the, when, he, when it's the reverse, so this is the reverse direction, he's the right way up in our opinion, right? He looks like he's the right way up. So this is in a long story short, basically being open to seeing things from a different perspective. So you can see things from all sides. You take in <laughs> account of everything. <laughs> is um, it resonating with you? Yeah, but so basically my first two tattoos are to do with this entirely. Um, so I got, oh my God. <laughs> yes, it is. It, it definitely does. I think, oh my God. I got, Triangle because it means two different things at any one time. So you can always, it's male, female, it's cave, mountain, it's up, down, you know. So it's it's kind of about always thinking about the other perspective. So um, it's also fire, yeah, noticed, water. Okay, two opposing things. So yeah, um, it definitely does. It's um, I didn't quite cry, but I was definitely feeling some. <laughs> Oh my god! I want this again. I, I am shook F. Um, yeah, that's so cool. Um, let's um, let's definitely move on because I don't feel like people need to listen to it. <laughs> well, I'm ready. I'm ready that's, for my that's card. That's cool. I'll take a picture of this and I'll yes. write a little um, 
a little text about it and I'll send it to you. So, and I'll add one other thing. I won't do it now, but I'll add it. So what I'll do is I'll take your birthday. Oh, I need to write that down again. You said it was the 5th of the 9th? It's no. 7th, 7th of the 9th, 1985. 7 and 9. Okay, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to add this year to it. So 2021. Yeah. And that'll give you a theme card for the year that you can pair with this one. So you have a, you have a second card to work with through the year. And I'm going to send you some good vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I like good vibes. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm ready. Yes. 19th of 2nd, 88. Is it? What do you mean, is it? <laughs> which, dear <laughs> listeners, which, dear listeners, is probably going to be tomorrow. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> if you send get me your, stuff. If you do your work. <laughs> Okay, I almost thought you both had the same card. That's crazy because, but you, you, so yours adds to 38, which of course is 11. And so that's one card before the hanged one, which is, I have to look for it in my little pile. Um, what the hell one is that one again? So, oh, that's good. Oh, I think this fits to you. I don't know you very well, but I have a feeling it fits to you. Excited. Or what's even better, especially considering you were just talking about how you were feeling last night about the podcast. Where is my card? Where is it? Great. Um, and this is something that if you're not really feeling it, you will grow into it. Mm -hmm. It's the strength card, but for some reason, I'm not able to find it. I don't know why. It's hiding. <laughs> it's, it's totally hiding. Not feeling strong. She's shy. <laughs> yeah. Where did it go? <gasps> That's weird. Hey, there's going to be like a big long pause in the okay. podcast for a second here while I find it. <clears throat> Mika, you can just do a little dance. And song <gasps> ah, wait a second. I know where it is. <laughs> um, wow, that's weird that we're like so close to each other, I guess, in, um, in numerological time. Yeah, that's cray cray. And did you, so was that getting a bit much for you then? Did you feel yeah. like it was really on the head? Yes. Yeah. It's weird that, like, it's so specifically to do with seeing things from a different side. Like, yeah. you know, the hanged man, I guess, like, like as she was saying, it's like, because it's upside down, they think people, I, I assume, look at it like it's upside down, whereas that's just, it's... it's that's like, your reality. Your, yeah, that's your reality. You see things from a different way. So, yeah. um, I think that's really yeah. nice. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. And I am now obsessed. <laughs> Yay, I like to hear that. <laughs> okay, here, I was looking, I don't know, I have, I had too many piles of cards on my deck, on my desk here. Okay, so the strength card. You have the strength card. Amazing. Um, oh, wow. And, yeah, this is, I mean, this, this tarot deck is so stunning. I love it. It's the first one. I've had many, and this is the first one that's really, really resonated with me. And I get such good readings from it, and I get such a good connection they're really easy to read. I know you'd asked me before um, in the in the questions, what is a good tarot deck for someone to start with? Mm -hmm. And of course, the um, the Waite Smith is perfect because the Pip cards or the um, in like the in the Minor Arcana actually have a lot of really rich symbolism in them, and a lot of tarot decks actually only have the symbol so there's eight coins on a card well what the hell does that tell me that doesn't tell me anything but when you get you know 
for example, sitting right in front of me, this is the eight of pentacles, which is basically eight coins, but you have this spider web and the idea, the whole point of the eight of um, pentacles is that this is about honing in on your skill and not giving up. And if you think about a spider, when you walk through a spider web, guarantee within the next mm -hmm. 10 minutes, that spider is going to have built another web. Yeah. Right. Like they just don't give up. They keep honing in on their skill. They know they're good at it and they just keep building. Um, so this is that. really so you have symbolism and it's really easy to, to understand and remember. So anyways, back to your card, the strength card. So this is about being gentle approaching everything with a very relaxed perspective, very kind. You can see the line is um, just so the listeners can know what the card looks like. There's a sun above the lion's head. There's the infinity symbol on the forehead and he's very gently or she is gripping a rose between her teeth. Um, and this is just showing you that you can approach everything with grace and with, um, and being gentle, but with strength and with courage, like the courage of the lion, right? So when you see a lion in nature, you see them moving very carefully. They take every step very carefully, but when they hunt and they're using their power, they are powerful. It is just full power. And, you know, they're the king of the jungle for a reason. They get the respect. And so if this is your card and you maybe you don't identify with it, at this moment, especially because, you know, you said you, what you were talking about with the podcast last night, you need to remember that this is your card. So you need to tap into the qualities of courage and strength with gen, with, I'm trying, I keep wanting to say gentility, but I think that I'm making that word up. <laughs> gentility is fine. It's a word now. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> it's fine. Have it. Mika says it's a word, then yeah. Gentility. But you know what I mean? So yeah. mote it be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, it's funny because um, I feel like this card is telling me how I should be um, behaving rather than how I currently do. I, yeah. I am a very um, passionate person and sometimes that comes out as anger or it is read as anger or um, maybe like people, I think people think that I'm quite a controlling person, but I'm not, I'm just really enthusiastic. So something that I've been thinking about, particularly during lockdown and like the last year is that I don't need to approach everything with such force and that I can be more, okay, just take a step back. People are gonna respond to you better if you're calm and firm. So yeah, that definitely does resonate and kind of makes me feel like I have work to do. So yeah, yeah I love it. I fucking Good. love tarot, it's great. <laughs> Right. More, more. <laughs> do you do you want your year? You want your year card? Let's. Um. I mean, I would love to, but I just don't know if people. Oh I come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, Mika. fine. I want to see Everyone. you cry. <laughs> me. Okay, so Benita, your numbers again. Your 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 birth month was the was February, right? And when did you? Yes. Is it? It's tomorrow. No, the nineteenth. No. Oh, the nineteenth. Yeah. Okay, so. Okay, um, so just on the card, on Bonnie's card, I thought it was interesting that it was coming from dark and up to light as well. So like sunshine was above it. So it looks like the lion's like coming out of like darkness into its own light. I thought that was a lovely. 
yeah, there's like this duality of light and dark. So you're, which is interesting too, because when you're talking about this, this um, interest and being drawn towards chaos magic, mm. but also having this, so yeah, that's really nice work. See, Fun. I make a good assistant. <laughs> you're a natural maker. Oh shit. But actually, you know, what's interesting is take a look at these two cards side by side. Shit. Oh, damn. The dark and the light is upside down. Yeah, so they're we, the same, but not. What's medium or tarot, guys? So, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> read, read us, Mika, read us. I, I got ahead of myself. Yeah, but the dark and the light, they are opposing, but they complement each other. So, I, we are such good friends. But if you that. hold it That's like so this, cool. right? This it is looks- what I mean. It's like there's so many stories you can tell yourself with... Um, with the cards and so many po- like polarities and dualities, it's, it's yeah. I mean, it helps that mind. they are so beautiful as well, and I think that's like that's definitely helpful. But then yeah. I did have a question on this actually. Yeah. Getting back to the interview. Yes. <laughs> um, how is it decided what the image of the card is, or because wow. you say that some cards are eight coins but then there's one with the spider like where is that is it just because it's open to interpretation that an artist can interpret it I guess that's a really awesome question because um if you go if you think so this was a bit of a discussion this was in the questions too right about Pamela Coleman Smith and she designed the the Wait Smith deck I'm calling it that it's been, it's also called the rider weight. Um, but it seems like for the most part in contemporary discussion, it's being more referred to as the weight Smith deck to include her because she designed it. It's hers. And most of the time she has not been recognized for what she actually did. And so, um, rider had commissioned her to do the drawings and, from what I understand, he had the ideas and he dictated to her how he wanted them to look, but basically gave her the creative um, freedom to make them as she wanted, being the artist, but based on his ideas. And I think because she was a commercial artist also, that was okay for her. Um, But most modern tarot decks are based on the Waite Smith deck. And this was one of the ones that started this idea of having the, the minor arcana as symbolic imagery and not just eight swords or eight wands or eight coins or eight what or or you know, the, the minor arcana are one to ten, and then there's four court cards. So you have, in my case, my deck is the daughter, the son, the mother, and the father. And I quite like that because this is a more um, this is e- more easily accessible for people today. You know, we don't have kings and queens and pages and knights anymore. So when you think, okay, I have the, um, I don't know, the the father of pentacles, I can immediately think of someone in my life who makes me think of that card. And the, so just for an example, the king of pentacles is an entrepreneur They have a lot of skills. They've worked really hard to get where they are. They're trustworthy. People can go to them for advice. Um, The Pentacles is about abundance in all areas. It's not just about money. So 
it's you just get more information. So it started with the um, the Waitsmith deck, and people just were inspired. Like I don't have my Waitsmith deck nearby just to show you the difference between the two cards, but I've got one somewhere um, around here. Oh, yeah, because, but yeah, that's a really good question is I think it's just, this was really the first deck that really inspired all the other decks to kind of happen, but it is also left up to interpretation. I think mm -hmm. there are a lot of decks that just kind of like do their own thing. So do you think that the cards have a, div I don't want to say divine, like in a religious context, but the, uh, I'm trying to because they're so kind of like they can be quite profound and they can you know like they they can mean quite a lot do did they come from somewhere higher or is it because they use symbolism <laughs> I don't know how to form this question yeah, I don't I know, know. I know what you're saying I know what you mean because this so when I did some research on this, on the, the Waitsmith deck, he, it seems like what people say, it seems that he took his inspiration for the major arcana from another tarot deck that came out of France in the 16th century called the Tarot of Marseille. So it's, he's getting his information or he's getting his influence from something else. And as far as I know, one of the first tarot decks uh, ever created was coming out of Italy, actually. And this was, oh, what is this called? Um, wait one second. I shouldn't. Oh, the I tried to look into... Um, it's the Visconti. Oh, Sorry, go on. It's okay. The Visconti tarot deck. And um, these, these cards were... So, for example, like the Hierophant, even in the in the Waitsmith deck, is a pope. So there's a pope on it, which has a very Catholic connection. So mm. the cards were actually not really, they didn't start with an esoteric or um, occult sort of background. They were actually made for the upper class, mm. um, designed for the upper class as sort of like a game. And then when printing presses, I think it was like the 14th century or something, the printing presses became... Uh, they were they came into existence, then they could print the decks in mass, and then it became more popular and it wasn't just restricted to the upper class. I don't know if I answered your question there, but no, no, you definitely did. And I, th I think that because it's just coming from humanity and it's coming from quite it's, it kind of comes from all different cultures, that's yeah. what gives it gives it the power i suppose it's it's yeah. generic enough in a way that it can be interpreted across the globe by different people and it doesn't have to have been given it doesn't have to have been given like a stamp of authority by any one person or religion i think yeah, yeah i think we've answered the question there okay <laughs> good. I, uh, I found your card maker ah. that's your version oh yeah he looks really relaxed <laughs> Just chilling. And there he looks like he's dancing. Wow, I was going to so say, cool. he looks like he's doing the Irish jig. I <laughs> yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. And also there's a card in here which tells you about Pamela and there's a photo of her. Oh, that's oh. cool. She's very oh, cute. cool. I'll post that on the Instagram for the listeners. Sorry, we forgot about you. We're having too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Soz listeners. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Um, okay, so... Maybe maybe we should do our year reading and then 
wrap it up because I've had a great time, but I could talk about myself all night long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did we did we cover all of the 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 top like the questions that you had? I don't know. Yeah. There was one other one that you had that I thought was good, like advice for giving people just starting to read or yeah, something. Sure. Give us the tips. Okay. Because I think that that was, I, I found that one quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just looking where it is. So, um, yeah, I said a couple already, you know, so daily reading. So you take one card out a day and you look at it and you apply the meaning to all the aspects of your life in that particular day. Um, when you keep it simple, you don't overwhelm yourself, right? So this is always a good tip. Don't expect that you're going to learn all of the cards in a week. It's not going to happen that way. Um, what I also find quite good, I also said a little bit, is when you have a card, make a story for the card. So, you know, with like the strength card, for example, I think of, you know, the strength of the lion. You can, like, who makes you think of that? What, do the, what does the symbolism mean to you? Can you make a story rather than memorizing? So every time I pull a, sword, uh, pull a card, I can look at it and say, okay, so for example, like the three of pentacles, there's this huge mountain in the background and these three pentacles that are connected with primary colors. This card is about teamwork. And so this idea of connecting, you're all different, but you're connecting together to build this foundation so that you can get over this mountain. Is, so there, you, is there like a set rule or narrative as to what the card should mean, but you can interpret that? Yeah, they give you yeah. some keywords and right, oftentimes okay. they will come with a book. So this one comes with like this really nice book and she's got all of the illustrations inside with this, with keywords at the top and then meanings. But the beauty of tarot is it's so fluid and flexible that everyone can bring their own experiences to the card and find yeah. meaning. So it's fluid. It, and I think yeah. when you get stuck in one meaning of a card, you're really limiting yourself. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's me just like, well, what are the rules? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there aren't really any rules, I don't think. Um, another tip that I find good is um, stick with upright position readings, right? So when you stick with an upright reading, all you need to do to think of the reverse or the shadow side is all of the opposites. So when you, you know what I mean? So then you don't overwhelm yourself with all of these things that you have to remember. And then about the rules, it's just like, fucking forget the rules, just forget them. There's really, you can't do anything wrong with, with tarot. And this was also a big thing for me to get over. And I wish I'd known that when I was 16, because I wouldn't have been so afraid because I always felt like I was doing something wrong. Um, Girl, you got to do your shadow work. I know. Well, I've done a lot. I'm not. I'm not finished, but I'm. But I'm getting there. Um, when you so yeah, think about what the tarot means for you, and how do you want the the cards to assist you. Um, and when you read the cards, just have an open mind and an open heart, because this is again with going deep within yourself and working on your shadow side is when you're open, then you, like when you really know yourself and you don't bullshit yourself and try to pretend like you're something else, then the cards are going to help you faster because you take it serious and you don't think, 
oh no, you know, I don't need to listen to the message of that card. That's bullshit. I'm like, I'm perfect. This is all ego talking, right? You have yeah, to just be open. You can't take the good cards and then not listen to not the, ones the bad that ones. You, right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That sounds, that's, I mean, that's just a good life lesson, isn't it? Um, yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell and the last yeah. thing I would just say is, you know, treat your cards with respect. They, There is life. You know what I mean? And that also sounds maybe hippy-dippy, but I just mean the meanings are there. They they are working with you. So just treat them with respect. I have a really nice little box that I keep mine in with a little crystal. I use citrine because citrine promotes positivity and active um, action. Um, and really, really important, like with anything, with any kind of therapy is give yourself the time and the space to accept the wisdom they give you. Mm. You have to take time. And what I say to a lot of people when I do a reading is get a journal and start a tarot journal so you can write down the cards and even print the pictures out put them up on your fridge, put them in your book and go back and look at them again and look at the meanings because we are fluid. We change, everything changes. And you can look at the cards. You can look back on the cards and think, okay, what work have I done? Am I still stuck? Do I need another tarot reading? You know what I mean? So you always have um, this tool to go back to. I love it. <clears throat> I think it's Yes. <laughs> I'm really enjoying modern day like witchery. It's great. <laughs> Good. Good. Got to debunk all these m- stupid hangups and myths. I'm not saying that you had stupid hangups and myths, but I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> the general people, they just it's so misunderstood. Yeah, yeah, I think I think everyone has um what's the word? Like uh preconception. Oh. Preconceptions there definitely yeah. about like you know what someone that says they're a witch is going to be like and yeah definitely I think that's personally for me as well like I had a real issue with saying to other people I I am a witch because they're like you need help like you obviously someone <laughs> yeah. with you you think that you can move things with your mind and all that kind of shit and that's not what it is at all it's more well we've spoken about what it is but. Yeah, it's just a shame that those misconceptions still exist, but also fuck those people. They don't know what they're missing out on. So. Yeah. Shall, shall we have our year reading? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> Cheeky Meeker is coming out. Cheeky <laughs> Meeker. <laughs> so, um, Mika, you have a really nice card, actually. You have the world Ooh. And the world, oh, you, I just looked at what Bonita's card is too. I'm just gonna, I just gotta get them. I just gotta look for them in my pile. So, Mika, you're the world, which is the Thanks. last. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. So, you are the, um, the last card in the major arcana and the last card in any of them. So, the last card in the majors, the last card in the minor is completion. So completion, feeling uh, a sense of wholeness, contentment, you have everything that you want, you have everything that you need, or if you don't, by the end of the year, you should have worked out everything that you needed to work out in order to feel whole and complete. So now others, oh, I'm just looking for your card so I can show you what it looks like. I love that. Because yeah, Mika I love is, that. Mika, can we talk about 
well, I'm sure we've spoken about it before anyway, but um, Mika is into, I don't know, like two years into his sobriety. And we've spoken about like how much he's changed in the last year. Mm. Ooh, that's so pretty. That's so beautiful. It's really like yeah. dark as well, which I really so, like. So yeah, a year and a, a year and a half. Just... Yeah, so a year and a half into your sobriety, and we've been discussing quite often, really, that you know life has really changed for you, and you've now like realised these are the things that I want out of life, and this is what I need to do to get it. You set up your own business, you know, you're just a much happier person, and a lot of that has happened within the last year as well. So. Yeah, if, and it, it's funny because it feels like that. It feels like. I know that we are going through a crazy time, obviously, like with the pandemic and everything. But in my own personal life, it's given me that freedom to like focus on what I really want to do, and I'm I'm doing it. So it's like, yeah, no pressure. By the end of the year, you've got to do all your goals. But. <laughs> no, but but I mean, it's not it's not meant to make you feel like you have to be someone or be a certain way in a certain time frame. It's just have the relaxed feeling that you know that if you continue on the path that you're on, that you will feel a sense of completion, that by the end of the year, you will feel that what you've done has just made you more whole. And yes. I mean, this is, I, I like what this looks like. There's there's like this, um, you can't really see so good maybe, but it's a circle listeners it's a circle with rainbow it's like a rainbow spoked circle and then inside there's a like a an orb or a sunlight and then around that is some flowers that are blooming and this is always I always think like new growth and potential so you have yeah so you have all of this potential for new growth and to continue and then I also like this night sky that's in behind with the stars because this is also when you look up at the stars you can feel a sense of peace which I'm going to get into that because Bernita your card is the star Uh, oh my god I love that and this is just having this feeling of um, you don't have to worry. You can just look up in the sky and know and rest assured that the universe is going to give to you what you need when you need it. And so you don't have to feel this pressure or this, um, yeah, we don't have to put this pressure that you have to be a certain thing or a certain way in a certain time frame. Just be relaxed that everything will unfold as it should. So you just have to trust the process. I yes. love that so much. I can feel my eyes getting like teary because I'm like, oh. I need, I need to hear that shit. But yeah. yeah, I love that so much. And again, look at the look at the similarities between those cards. We're in the same space. That's crazy. I, I it's so like much. I'm look, I'm I'm looking up at you going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much our friendship. To be oh, honest, thank you, thank you so much for doing that. I thank didn't you. Expect- yeah, you're welcome. Um, so that was wonderful. Oh, this has been amazing. I've honestly had so much fun. And I just, I don't know, like, I just think you're amazing. And I love talking to you. Just so Aww. relaxing and soothing. And you're just so lovely. Just talking Thank you so me. much. It was. I'm so happy <laughs> to do this with you and meet both of you. And I knew it would be fun. And I knew you would both be crazy. And that's, that's <laughs> my cup of tea. So... Oh, thank you so much. Um, just for our listeners, I, I'm I'm wondering if you want to give a, a link to your Instagram and your Patreon and stuff like that. So is there sure. any way that they can get hold of you? Okay. Um, yeah. So you can book tower readings and workshops with me directly from my Instagram account. I have a link tree link, which will take you to um, my website, which is witcheryinthemoon.com. 
I also have a Facebook account with the same name, and my podcast is called Witchery in the Moon, which you can find on Anchor FM or on Spotify. Um, and my Instagram account is also my name, witchery.and.the.moon. Sounds a bit stupid to say, but Witchery in the Moon with little points in between the words. Perfect. We'll add um, links into our bio as well and the description of the episode. So listeners, you can just click straight through. Perfect. Thank Thank you you so much. This has been amazing. And I'm your biggest fan now. So no, I am. No, I am. No, me. (laughs) Anyway, blessed be. Blessed be. Thanks, Willow. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a lovely evening. Yeah, you too. See you in cyberspace. <laughs> Are we actually me- hanging up now? I don't know. I know it feels- <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my, I can, I can smell my dinner. Um, okay. So I knew, I knew it was going to be ready for half eight. So, then go um, and eat. Yeah, honestly, okay, let's hang up then. Yeah, yeah. but you've made, you've made me feel really wonderful. And, um, I'm glad. I've Good. just followed you. I'm Yasbeen on Instagram. Okay, I will I will maybe follow you back. Oh she guys <laughs> All right. No. See you soon guys. Bye yeah, guys. Thank, thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.